1: Happy holiday season for all of you. You know, for me, Christmas starts now. And so what better way to get into that Christmassy stuff than talk about some of it here on the show? I think we're going to be doing that. We're going to be sharing some good stuff on our watch list. By the way, we're going to talk about some superhero moments that I think will inspire you. I have a review of the movie Devotion. We found a super crapper. Mm, Man, it sucks. By the way, I learned something. It's not a party until someone pees. Oh, and a funny thing happened. Captain and I joined a choir for Christmas. Yeah! Something else. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle, jingle, jingle all right. All I want is to ride in you know, my horse's open sleigh. Let's rock it! Man, we're sounding pretty good, Captain. What do you How think? How did you get that recording? Well. They it sent it, it to destroyed. me after we. Well, that was our audition, by the way. So, yeah, yeah they, they sent it to me afterwards and said you didn't make the choir.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know why because I thought we sounded perfect. I tried. Uh, even even you weren't flat this time. And you're No, we were actually young. on pitch. Yeah,
1: they just yeah. weren't impressed with something. I don't know what it was, but anyway, I'm the real Brian. Thanks for joining me and us.
0: I'm the I'm the real, the real Captain Influence. Real Thanks Captain for joining Influence. Me. Thanks
1: for joining you, and yeah. and we.
0: <laughs> hi what's
1: going on dude welcome welcome back you got I'm, out of the spaceship i got out, the out of the spaceship oh yeah. my
0: gosh i had the worst bed sores from sleeping in that shuttle yeah dude, dude. i feel so bad for paralyzed people honestly yeah that that yeah. must be awful or people in comas that you know that oh, yeah. wake up and they're just covered in bruises and stuff maybe i don't know it, it just that's what i that's what happened to me by the way i'm never setting foot on that shuttle again sorry <laughs> It's just oh, not going to happen. It's a great shuttle. Okay, well, next time. It is. It uh, is cool, but, but try spending two weeks there. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It, it was sorry. fun, though. It was fun, but hey, Home sweet anyway. home. It was a good time. Yeah, home sweet home. Welcome back. You're not in that cavernous studio in the shuttle anymore, which is great, because actually I, I had to clean the shuttle. It was kind of gross, um, but Smart. I've been able to use it since. I don't know what your problem was with uh, getting in and out of that thing, because it works fine for me, man.
0: It was just of... the sleeping the sleeping arrangements in there were... true. Yeah, it wasn't so cramped as much as just yeah. Anyway,
1: it's a short range shuttle, by the way. It wasn't one of those, you know, go on a trip for a couple weeks. Uh, the other shuttle that I have has, you know, a king size bed and some other suites for guests I've and stuff seen like that. that. Yeah, I've seen that. Nice I wish ship. I were.
0: I wish I'd been in that. <laughs> I don't know
1: why you got in the short one.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't think I'd be there for two weeks. Well, anyway, well, you know what happens. Anyway, so
1: uh, dude, man, well, it's Christmas time. Uh, I've got the the here. Let me just let me just show off the Wait. the background. Look at this. See this. The green and the red all oh, back. Here's our, our sucks clan thing, which is, you know, the lighting doesn't like to show up. But no, if you're watching, I've got my did. Star Trek tree. I've got the Enterprise here, the shuttle, you know, it's <laughs> hard Star to point, Trek. man. And then, of course, right here, right here is the uh, the bird of prey and stuff. It's just, it's an old school Christmas tree with, you know, Star Trek ornaments to make it good and have some fun. So
0: that's adorable. Yeah. That's adorable. Brian, that's great, what we haven't talked about this for a long time, but what are you drinking right now? Oh, what is that?
1: That is eggnog. Mm, dude, Eggnog. I, I had to pull out the eggnog because, well, it's that time, of year. It uh, is that time we, of year. We get it for Thanksgiving and then, you know, usually get a little extra and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm drinking it. Well, here you go. For those of you looking right now, this is uh, the, the watching and all that. That is some beautiful eggnog in this beautiful glass. It is, is fantastic. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, what's funny. I was thinking about this. Wait a minute, wait a where, minute before you like, hold, that thought, egg, hold that thought. Where did eggnog even come from is what I was thinking of. And I was like, you know, you should do that as an origin someday. and maybe, I should sometime. Maybe this month would be kind of cool. So
0: that's just my that thought. Would, that's a great idea. Hold that thought though. What, do you have any rum in that eggnog? Of course not. You know me.
1: I don't drink. I, this is the, this is the straight eggnog from the local dairy, man.
0: An origin for eggnog. Let me pull one idea. out of the proverb, my proverbial butt and oh. maybe I can just do it today. Do you are you serious? You actually have one? Yeah, why not? All right. I'm really, all I'm really good at these by now. I'm really good at these by now. Okay. Do it. So uh I got this origin from uh time.com as in time magazine.com. Oh. So Brian, eggnog really makes you wonder. How did humans first think of chugging a spiced and spiked egg yolk and milk mixture was a good idea? Um I have been wondering that, yes. Right, I mean, it's so wonderful. I mean, it tastes like melted vanilla ice cream to me with alcohol in it. Uh, but yeah, where'd that come from? Despite its love or love it or hate it fame, eggnog has charmed drinkers for nearly a millennium. That's a thousand years wow, for those God. of you who don't know that word. <laughs> while culinary while culinary <laughs> historians debate its exact lineage, most agree that eggnog originated from the early medieval British drink called posset. P o s s e t. It's a okay. hot, milky ale-like drink. Posset. That sounds really good.
1: Positively posset. It's
0: posset. Plastic. Let's go get some posset at the pub. That's right. Let's uh, go. no, we love British people. Don't we're not making fun of you. Uh, by the 13th century, monks were known to drink a posset with eggs and figs. Ooh, now fantastic. that sounds fantastic. Yeah, especially if it's eggs and fig Newtons. Mm. Milk, eggs, and sherry were foods of the wealthy at the time, so eggnog was often used in toasts to prosperity and good health. Now, eggnog became tied to the holidays when the drink happened, or excuse me, when the drink hopped the pond in the 1700s. American colonies were full of farms and chickens and cows, obviously, and cheaper rum, a soon signature ingredient. So instead of the sherry, they, used, they started using rum in the Americas. Uh, okay. Mexico adopted a the uh, the very eggnog varietal rom pope r-o-m-p-o-p-e i've never heard of that mm-hmm. um, and puerto rico enjoys the coquito which oh. adds coconut milk that sounds great too yes the english names etymology however remains a mystery some say nog comes from the word noggin meaning yes a wooden wooden cup or grog uh, sorry me, me, nog, noggin meaning a wooden cup or grog which is a strong beer yeah uh Actually, I thought Grog was like a really weak beer. Uh, that's what I always heard. But well, by the late... I, I've yeah. heard
1: Grog as far as from pirate side of things where there's yeah, like things ships. in there that you shouldn't be drinking, like, you know, kerosene or... It was kind of well, like a throw everything in it and see if you can tough it out. And if you can tough it uh, out, you're on the crew. And if you can't, you die. Okay. I mean, that could be an urban legend. I, I don't know.
0: See, and see, like I had I'd always, heard that, I'd always heard that Grog on ships, you know, ships back in the day was like this really, really watered down ale because they well, were trying to right. stretch it. As we far did as, do
1: an origin on that because they were they we, were watering. Yeah, you're right. To stretch it out, to stretch out the rum, right?
0: That might have been it. was
1: something like, see, now it's, it's coming back to it's me. It's been too long. It's yeah. been too long. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm amazed enough.
0: that I remember which origins we've done, to be honest. I, I, I thought uh, there's Noggin a good chance head. Uh,
1: so that's, that's what, what I, I thought it cup. did.
0: Yeah. But it's at, but But originally
1: it meant a wooden cup. Hey, hello to Noggin, by the way. Thanks for listening and watching. Appreciate that. Yes.
0: Yes, thank you, Noggin. We appreciate it. Uh, by the late 18th century, the combined term eggnog stuck. So they don't mm-hmm. know where it came from, but they have some speculations. Eggnog purists argue that those who don't like the Yuletide drink have simply never tasted the real thing. And that's yeah. actually a good argument. Like me. Yeah. Sugar-laced supermarket versions can't hold a candle to the homemade goodness, especially yes. since the US, and, U.S. Food and Drug Administration permits that the drink can be made from as little as 1% egg yolk. Mm. that often borders on milk nog or egg flavoring. Okay. Right. So everything, all the eggnog I've ever had in my entire life has probably had very little egg in it. So the stuff that uh, I'm
1: drinking is like I said, local dairy and it is mm-hmm. all natural ingredients. It's a very homemade recipe, best eggnog I've ever had in my entire life. So the only and thing that could top it is a homemade one, which I've never tried, but it's amazing.
0: But yeah, that's probably the, going. that's probably the closest thing to homemade. Now, oh, yeah, our founders, as in the founding fathers of the United States, would have had none of that. George Washington even penned his own famous heavy-on-the-alcohol eggnog recipe. Mm, Only one okay. problem, though. He forgot to record the exact number of <laughs> eggs. So cooks in his era estimated a dozen would do. Okay. Now here, So here's the recipe for you guys. It's one quart of cream, one quart of milk, one dozen tablespoons sugar. That's a lot of tablespoons. Yeah, that is. Uh, although not, it's only a do- one dozen. It's not right. as much as you know. Mixed with everything else, is probably not as much. Uh, one pint of brandy, a half pint of rye whiskey, a half <laughs> pint of Jamaica rum, a quarter pint of sherry. So he mixed four what alcohols. Now, granted, this That's is a lot meant, I think this is meant to feed a, uh, himself? a few people, right? <laughs> well, he was a big That's guy. A lot. He was a big guy. Uh, Mix liquor first, then separate yolks and whites of eggs. Add sugar to beaten yolks and mix well. Add milk and cream, slowly beating. Beat whites of eggs until stiff. I did not know you could beat the whites of eggs until they were stiff. I didn't know that happened. And, And fold slowly into the mixture. Let set in cool place for several days. Taste frequently.
1: Okay, I'm. I i do not know this recipe. for sure, but isn't that how you make meringues with beating egg whites yeah. into a stiff mixture and then adding whatever I, else you're supposed to?
0: I've heard that, but isn't I just I've right? never I've never beat egg whites before, so I, I, I've never beat, beat anyone before. Boring to me. Oh yeah, dude. Whatever, Brian. That's amazing. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm blown. But see, hold on though, because this eggnog has all kinds of other wonderful spices in it, like cinnamon and nutmeg, especially nutmeg. Yeah, good point. And there's other things, yeah, cloves,
0: not- and. Mm. He doesn't mention spices, and I wonder if it's because the, the rum and the whiskey and the sherry uh, combined uh, and the brandy true are take the place of the spices. And maybe they
1: couldn't get spices at that time as easily as we can now, too. Because yeah, they were,
0: kinda, but, yeah they were available, but yeah, they were available, but yeah, they were harder to get uh, yeah. the further back in history you go. But but I think in the in the 1700s they were available, certainly to George Washington. But yeah. I don't really know what I'm talking about, so... Hey, no, I... Whatever, but I love
1: the end of the recipe says taste frequently. So, yeah, yeah, that must be how he got through his presidency. Interesting. Well, I would be willing to try this, except I don't... Like I said, I don't drink alcohol, so I could see rum flavoring, (laughs) or there is a non-alcoholic version of rum, which is... Right. It's not rum, though. It's something... I don't know. But I could see that, and then I could see... um, Of course, you got to add in all the spices... You know, we do have some nutmeg, actual nutmegs that you could freshly grate over the top. I didn't have time to do that today, so I just did some powdered, but freshly grated nutmeg, man. That's just, wow. I might have to, the the cream, heavy cream, by the way, not just, not just half and half. Forget that. It's a quart of heavy cream. cream, And then if you're going to use milk, use whole milk. That's sure. Yeah. Cause that's it. what Any they would have had to drink then. it. So yeah. people you know. that drink like skim milk, eggnog, it's like, why? I mean, why even drink yeah, it? Why? Yeah. It's, it's like sipping chocolate. You know, you're not, spo- <laughs> you're supposed to have five ounces of sipping chocolate. It's basically like a, a bar of chocolate mixed with heavy cream and drink. I mean, that's it. Oh <sighs> Yeah. You Dude, don't need a whole my 16 ounce cup of that. Just five ounces, you know, <laughs> Cor- Corbin Dallas. Anyway, Corbin Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: thanks for that, man. I appreciate that origin. Yeah. That was good. mm. Yeah, and it just I just down, happened so. to have it ready when you needed it, so mm. lucky there, huh? I am. So, oh, I love eggnog. It's one of my favorite drinks. Some
1: people just can't stand it, but I get it, dude. I love it. I got to tell you though, this is funny. We. <laughs> why is it that the, the the title of these episodes, Captain, come from something that someone else says? It's not a party until someone pees.
0: Well, we're just not as creative as other people. I think that's all.
1: I'm not. So we're we're hanging out with some friends and stuff, and. The story really is this, is that uh, their their dog was, it's a male dog, by the way. So it was standing on a chair mm-hmm. and staring at us. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, Sarah's like, "Uh, your, your dog's peeing all over the chair. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, well, and it wasn't that much though. Party! You know, and so it's like, yeah, all right. Uh, and, and at first you're kind of like, why is the dog peeing? You know, and they're like, well, he was anxious or, or excited or something. And I'm looking and he's like, he looked really calm to me. You know, as he's just sitting there, just letting it fly, just having a good day. <laughs> And I'm, I'm just going like, I think he's marking his territory, because of course male dogs that. have a tendency to do that. Mm-hmm. We had to watch that with with ours, you know. Tide, uh, one of our greyhounds was was obviously a male, and he, you know, he didn't actually do much of that. But once in a while, we'd kind of have to watch to make sure he wasn't doing that. Uh, fun fact: We had a foster dog, a foster greyhound that was a female, and also was used for breeding, not racing. And she was a bizarre dog. I don't think I've ever experienced another dog quite like her. And she would literally lift her leg and pee on things like a male would or on other dogs. And I was like, she was a non-binary dog, Brian. No, no. I think she was a dominant, like just a dominant female. You know, the, the, the mother dogs really are, are pretty, they can be pretty aggressive in many ways sometimes, you know. So it was it was fascinating to me, but I was just like, Well, there you go. That that's one thing. So marking is a real thing. Maybe that's what it was. But yeah, then one of the guys is like, Well, it's not a party until someone pees. <laughs> just like it's that is one of the greatest of quotes episode. I've ever heard. So there you go. Um, I just wanted to, you know, use it. Use it freely, use it. Um whatever. In conversation. Just conversation. Yeah. Speaking of that, Captain, we've been researching condo sized washers, you know, washer and dryer kind of thing. Uh, and then also
0: toilets, totally separate, but also toilets. You condo know. sized, you mean like the washer on top, dryer on the bottom type of yeah, thing? Yeah. Yeah. The bicycle? stackable
1: kind of ones, okay, you know, you've got okay. limited space, not the full size ones. Um, and of course that's the fun of, uh, property ownership and renting and that kind of thing. Uh, renting, sure rentership, rentership. Yeah. Um, more to manage and take care of, but it's totally worth it, you know? And of course we got to get it done and, and that kind of thing. But the fun part is the toilet. Um, I, so we've been needing to kind of upgrade the toilet. The one that's in there, you know, uh, the one that's downstairs is is uh, it's a Hobbit size. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and I don't know about anybody else that's, you know, at least above six, four. But, you know, you want the ADA height toilet, you know comfort height is what they call it. It's like where you're sitting like on a chair, not like squatting on a child size, you know, desk chair in a classroom or something like that.
0: But I thought the ADA toilet is the shorter one. No, no, no. They're higher because they can easily
1: transfer from a wheelchair oh, over to the toilet and a lot easier than, you know, dropping okay. down in and up. So that makes sense. Yeah. A lot of information here. But then I thought I want something. So they, they used to advertise this at, I think it was Lowe's or Home Depot or something about you know, flushes twenty six golf balls or something crazy like that, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know. So, do you know the ones, though, the commercial ones, Captain, where you know you go and you hit them, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, like like
0: <laughs> you, know? you have at certain gas stations and and yeah, uh, airports,
1: yeah. you know, arenas yeah. and stuff. Yeah, well, where they where they
0: can't where they can't rely on their patrons to be responsible flushers. Yes, yeah, well,
1: you never know, you know. Right. Apparently, you can get this for your home. I'm it's sure a, you can It's a it's a <laughs> consumer grade, but it's professional well, it's a professional grade toilet for consumers. That's what it is. I dubbed it the super crapper. And it sucks. So I wait, no, it we let it me rephrase that. Miss Lion and I are, are going to Yeah, but it sucks. It sucks.
0: Oh, it probably sucks. It probably flushes so hard that it sucks you down into yeah, it. Yeah, right? you like, gotta
1: you gotta watch it. You know, the like seal. You <laughs> Like yeah, exactly. Kind of yeah, 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 yeah. You might actually. You when somebody says, "Oh, did you fall in? <laughs> like I got sucked in." So <laughs> I don't know. This is, it was like, oh, there, there go Brian. And Where are we going with Captain? This? They're going into toilet humor again. Bathroom humor. Uh-huh. No, it's it's mm-hmm. this is
0: real stuff. People, real real stuff.
1: The real super talk. crapper. We're gonna get one. Finally,
0: shouldn't it be the super flusher? No, it's the super because crapper. super crapper indicates like that you're taking a super crap. Yeah, on the on the toilet. Yes, right?
1: but you know, I don't know. The super flusher just doesn't sound as fun, or the super John. You know, uh, the 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 super. I, I do loo, like saying loo.
0: super crapper. Yeah, the luscious like- Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we're not doing the heated seats anyway. I did just I, wanted to share ever, that. Did I ever tell you about the toilets in in uh in Amsterdam in um in no in the are they like squatty potties or something like well, that? Well, my information is twenty years old, but. No. But, uh, you know, different countries I went to had slightly different toilets and the ones in Amsterdam had a shelf right under where you do your business. Yeah. oh, It's like there was a shelf and then that shelf would drop off. So like when you flushed, it would, it would shoot whatever you, whatever you put on the shelf out of your bowels down into the toilet. But it had this shelf there and they all had this. And so like when you went number two, your, your number two was there for all the world to see and smell. It's like it's like they valued inspecting their bowel movement before they flushed it. It's, it's very strange because in America, you know, and other more civilized countries, Netherlands. Uh, Savages. When, when you when you do that, when you go your number two, it goes into the water and the water cuts the smell. If you don't have water covering it, it smells really, really, really bad. It's a lot of so, information. But yes, yeah, you're right. You are right. I was as careful with it as I could be. Were you
1: impressed? <laughs> you know what's what's amazing though is that they do – Recommend that you inspect it periodically to check the well, health a of look your at it. body and everything else. And
0: but you can do that under when when it's under clear water <laughs> just as well as you can on a shelf. I mean that was the weirdest. I, I I'll can't never forget that. It. I sh- I'll that's, never forget. That's
1: it. weird, dude. I think I'd be yeah. kind of like I'm never coming back to this country again.
0: No, I loved it. Oh, Netherlands oh, was great. Okay. Holland, Holland is the best.
1: Well, I, I love that problem. part of the world, and I love the yeah. people. It's just uh, that I don't love that. Yeah, it's a weird habit. That's a yeah, weird habit that you that guys have over habit. there. Anyway. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's an antiquated <laughs> thing and it's not around anymore. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, Captain. Uh, did you buy anything for Black Friday at all? Not a thing. Okay. I was going to say this This year was interesting. I noticed that there were more sales. There were more hmm. companies that have, in my experience, have never done sales before. were doing sales really? this year. Huh. And uh, the sales seem to be better. Like actually finally getting back into... Hey, that's actually a good sale, like 50% off or 67% off or 90% off. Finally, not the whole, yep, come in and, uh, you know, get a tote bag or something or or huh. 10% off. And you're going, that's lame. Why? Yeah. So. Cool. This year seemed to be good. Uh, so I'm curious who who actually bought some good things, if anything, I know. Here's, okay, by the way, here's my theory. A lot of people have have lowered their spending habits this year because, you know, income has stayed the same. Cost of living has really gone up significantly across. That's true. At least across uh, the U.S. I don't know about the rest of the world. I I don't know what the economy is doing, but I know it's been huge here. And so people I think a lot of this is like we're incentivizing you to come back and buy some stuff and afford it and that kind of thing. I right. I tend to save up fun money. You know, we take a little bit as 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 we make enough money throughout the month or whatever to you know, do some fun money. We set some aside. I've been kind of saving it up to see what was going on for for Black Friday. So I did get a couple things. Um namely video games which I was very impressed by, like Stray. I'm, that's I'm, that's I'm stray Oh, you got game. Stray? Yeah. Sweet. How much a lot was of people, it? People it was um 20, I think. Oh, really? I yeah, missed I that. Think, I know. I would have uh, snagged
0: that for 20. And,
1: and Guardians, the, the one you played, the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. was also 20 and normally 60. So that was shocking. Nice. That's and, worth it. Yeah. And so I got both of those. I haven't started them yet. But Stray fascinates me because essentially, and I don't know much about it. I don't want to know much about it until I play it. I want to be surprised. It's a post-apocalyptic world and you play oh. as a cat and as a real cat, like you're not some super powered cat or anything. You're literally just a cat. And you have the actions of a real cat. That's the game. Huh. But what's interesting is that the the, the reviews are overwhelmingly positive And everything I've yeah. ever read or, or heard about the game has said, this is one of the coolest and, and most unique games, best
0: games ever made. So well, maybe I it's too high
1: praise, but I'm a little worried. But I can't wait to
0: try it out. I can't wait till you try it out either. I, I can't wait to try it myself. But yeah. I thought I got the impression from looking at the screenshots that it wasn't post-apocalyptic <clears throat> so much as like a cyberpunk. Like a, a future city. Yeah.
1: Okay. I and and you know how people kind of they market things. It it is a, it may not be post apocalyptic You're right. It may not be post apocalyptic per se, but it is futuristic, cyberpunkish. But it's got okay. that post apocalyptic. Maybe even like it's got that feel. I'm not okay. sure if it's an actual post apocalypse world. I'm not sure.
0: Interesting. But yeah. Again, like, I don't. Well, I don't know a obviously lot. Obviously, fill us, fill us in like. once you've played it because I I am yeah. very interested in that game. it would be fun. So I got yeah, a super but guardians guardians you're gonna love it. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah. I've got a
1: superhero moment for you at the basketball games. It's, this is a very small thing. It's kind of interesting, but we sit in a row where in front of us is kind of a, an aisle. It's got a bar, which is nice, but you've got some extra leg room. And so, you know, in between basically at the beginning of the game, you know, right before the game, right after the game, people can walk to get to their seats and stuff. But during the game, it's kind of like, this is, this is a seat row, you know, don't walk in front of us. Don't stand in front of us, you know, kind of like, Social 101, you know, you don't stand in front of somebody that's trying to watch something, you know, duh, down in front sort of thing. You don't walk in front of somebody that's trying to watch something, you know, duh, right? Well, apparently most of the population does not understand that. So they just decide they're just going to stand in front of us or walk in front of us constantly, you know, and they're not even anywhere near like their seats are on the other end and they just walk in front of us. You could just go Hmm. out and around. It's really easy to do that. So as, as little of an issue as this is, yes, it's a first world problem. You know, you do, you do pay for those seats and then you kind of say, but Hey, like, I just want to watch the game. I want to watch what's going on. It's just a respect issue. Not to mention you're always pulling your feet in, you know, they're, they're tripping over stuff. So what they tried the lab, we, we, we mentioned, we said, could you please do something about this? And so they put cones in the, fr- basically in, in the aisle. Well, then people, instead of, you know, just walking by would trip over the cones and continue to walk by. And then oh, and then they would look at us and look at the cones and just keep walking and be like, "Are you are you kidding me?" Or they would literally like <laughs> kick them out of the way and I'm like uh <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. So Interesting. We we kept saying stuff and we and we're like, "Look, we're not trying to be, you know, difficult about this, but please, please do something." And it's not just us. It's everyone else that's in these rows all around the arena. There's quite a few of these, you know. And apparently they were getting a ton of complaints from people. And so the last game we went to, we get in there and there's this barrier. I don't know what that's called. There, I think, I think actually, uh, Sarah sent it to me and I forgot what it's called, but it's basically, you know, the, the, like, like a bar, you know, on one side, the little stand and everything. And it's got the ropes that go across and they connect to each other. I don't know. There's, there's oh, yeah. a term, there's a name for them.
0: Like but a crowd, was, uh, like a queue, a queue guide. thing. Like yeah, that, there's yeah. a name for them.
1: There's an actual specific name and, and she sent it and I forgot what it was. But anyway, the point is, is that they put them at the, at each side of all of those rows all the way across the arena. And I walked in and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. <laughs> how, how
0: do you get, how do you get past the barrier to
1: your seat? Well, you just either, you know, move, you pull it up and then come in and then pull it back down and stuff like that. So it's no big deal. It's just that oh. it's there as like, unless you sit here, you clearly can't go through. Right. Okay. Okay.
0: Got it. And it worked. Like, Nobody. But if, but if you have to get up in the, to the, go to the bathroom and you're, and you walk in front of people to, to leave the road, isn't that the same thing?
1: Well, yeah, but you go during a, a timeout or during a, you know, a stop and play and stuff and you just run in front real quick. So, you know, the problem is, is people don't wait for a timeout or they don't wait for, the, you know, if the ball goes out of bounds then go walk. You know, they don't do that. They just walk right in the middle of a, a, Whoa, did you see that? Oh my gosh. I'm like, no, I didn't see it because there was somebody right in front of me. You know, that's the problem.
0: Nice. Okay. I get it.
1: Yeah. So what was really cool is that it worked hundred percent. Nobody walked through at all. And we were telling the event staff, we're like, you know, this is such a small thing that you guys did, but it is such a profound impact on all of us that sit in these seats all the way across the arena. Like we've been dealing with this for years. Again, not a, not a, not real. It's not a life-shattering issue. It's not a big deal. Of course. But it was one small decision that someone did, <laughs> and said, "Let's do this." That was it, and it has massively impacted so many season ticket holders now that have been going for you know far longer than we ever have, and everyone Great. was so happy. I'm like, little things make huge yeah. impacts. So That's I just awesome. wanted to share what an awesome superhero moment right there. Sweet. That was great. We do have more superhero moments, uh, in, in well, another superhero story that I'll, I'll talk about in a minute, but captain, I don't, I don't know what's going on with you because it's been, you know, since, since you like escaped the shuttle and you took off and never
0: heard from you <laughs> again, but you're here. So what's I up I laid with you low now? for a few days. So, <laughs> so I just got back from, from my Colorado trip two weeks ago and I'm going back again this weekend just for one day. Wait, as in like tomorrow?
1: You're, As in, you're, no, you're coming yeah. out tomorrow.
0: Wait, really? No, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, and then I'm coming home Sunday. Okay, just all to see my friend, my old roommate, and really good friend James from Australia. He's coming into town. He, I've been, I've been needing to see him for several years now. Yeah, uh, and he's finally there. And I, and I and I took the opportunity to, I jumped on the opportunity. So I'm going to be driving out, you know, or flying out and driving out to. Uh, just for one day, mm, that's uh, so cool dude. to be there. So yeah, it'll be that's great. it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, staying with also, him? what's that? Are you guys gonna? Why well, are you staying? Does he, he? I don't know if he lives in, in Colorado. No, so I'll stay. Like, yeah. I'll stay with my bestie like I always do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. um
1: Nice, dude. But also
0: on a separate note, I finally yeah. got to watch a quiet place with my movie buddy. Finally. Yeah. Uh, you know, but John Krasinski. I didn't. I didn't realize that was his movie. Yeah, um, Emily Blunt. And you know what? Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. And Emily Blunt, I like her. It was decent. It was oh, pretty no, good. Really? That's it. It oh. wasn't, it was, but again, I, it, you've got to, you've got to really go, you've got to impress me on a, on a horror film. I it's liked a, the concept. It was a,
1: suspense. It was a sci-fi it suspense. Was,
0: well, it was, just, I, I consider it a that was, suspense was horror film. Filled, yeah. But, but it was, it was pretty good. I'm glad I saw it. Uh, and I'm, I'm still, I'm trying to watch quiet place part two. And isn't there a part three?
1: Well, there's only two out. I don't know if they have a 3 coming or not. I think they, I oh, think they planned for they one. They
0: might have a 3 coming out yeah. some, one of these years, but um yeah. but it was pretty good and I'm glad yeah. I saw it. It's just uh it I'm 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 very hard to please with horror films or or any film that involves a scare factor. So
1: well, it's not Alien Isolation level no, fear, no. suspense or at all, but I loved how they did it cuz it was you know, there was, there was no music. There was obviously no talking and that it just made you feel alone and it made you feel, I don't know. It was, it was, it was a cool concept, you know, out of that. And, and I think they did a phenomenal job with it. And, you know, they, they did a good job with the aliens. I'll tell you this much. Um, if you thought this one was decent, you'll probably think the second one is, is decent as well. But what I was impressed with with the second one was that it was usually sequels are not as good as the first one. And the sequel just picked up right where it left off and just did not disappoint right. all the way to the end. And so it was one of those like, wow, you guys really, it seems like they wrote the story for at least a two or a three part, right. which is which was refreshing. Right. But I mean, I, yeah. I loved it. You know, no, I mean, is it the, everybody's going to like it differently, but I, I I thought it was a great movie. But it I, was I'm a glad good you at least saw it. I mean, that's, that's yes. what matters. I'm glad too. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. I think it's cool that you're going to be in Colorado. I don't know if we're going to see yeah. each other, but uh, I won't get to see you. I'm I'm yeah. booked
0: up that whole day, but I'm uh, I'm, a f- I'm I'm relatively offended by that, but um you should be. You should be. I would be too if I were you. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I want to talk about Devotion, the movie Devotion. Oh yeah. This movie um it's most people haven't even heard of it, Captain. It it's, it's interesting because I didn't even know what it was. Somebody said, "Hey, you want to go uh our, our friends. You want to go see Devotion with us?" And we're like what's to vote? So i am look it up and I'm like, well, okay, it's a, you know, a movie about two pilots from the Korean war, the forgotten war, you know? Yeah. And interestingly enough, I've never, I've personally never forgotten about the Korean war, but at the same time, I was not really that educated, you know, with it. I mean, it's like everywhere there's world war two history, there's world war one history, you know, there's Vietnam. There's just not a lot about the Korean war out there. And so not a lot at all. I can see why they call it the forgotten war, which is really sad. Um, but going into the movie, we thought, let's go see what this is all about. Uh, I didn't want to know anything about it. Went in, wow, wow. So I'm going to say this much: incredible, very emotional, yeah. very emotional. By the way, so if you're someone who gets impacted by emotional stuff, um, story wise, bring some you, tissues. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, right. it, it, it's it's a it's an intense and kind of a sad story, and, and I mean, it's it's a true story. So it's based on a true story. Beautifully done though. I thought it was told beautifully well, powerful, inspirational, and also a good message right now that I think we need to hear. It was very, you know, in the, there was a lot of positivity and an uplifting aspect to it, even though there is some sadness to it, but it's the kind of friendships and uh, I mean, it's called devotion for a reason. So it, that's the kind of messages and models like role models that we need right now. And so Highly recommend it for that reason. Um, the soundtrack was excellent. The acting was excellent. The casting was great. And then I looked it up because I afterwards went, okay, how true is this story? And I know that, you know, movies are going to take liberties and it's it's inspired by a true story and versus true. based on a true story. So I know that there's more liberties taken by the inspired side. But interestingly enough, uh, the the more that I read, it was very true to what happened. So yes, there were liberties cool. taken as I mentioned, there were a few things changed like, okay, for example, and this is not a spoiler, but there's a helicopter pilot in there. there's a character he's a real person uh, and the the character was based on this real person. Well, interestingly enough, he in the, in real life, he did not become a helicopter pilot until after the events of what happened in the movie. The okay. events of what happened in the movie inspired him to want to become a helicopter pilot, but he was a flight instructor who knew
0: uh, Jesse Brown.
1: Okay. So and, the, were, and the
0: main character was Jesse Brown, right? Yeah. And so it wasn't this, just someone who was inspired by Jesse Brown.
1: No, this was Jesse Brown. Okay. Uh, and so Jesse Brown and this helicopter pilot were actually real friends in real life as they were in the movie. It's just that the, the only difference. So it's like the, the truth was the same. It's just the, the time was shifted is all, you know? Okay. That's, so, I mean, little, Stuff little like liberties like that, which I consider to be like, that's no big deal because you didn't really change the truth too much so you didn't take away from the the reality or the essence of the story which i appreciate and again i don't want to i don't want to share any more to give away any spoilers you know if you don't know about the story and you want to go see the movie and be surprised and i don't want to share anymore but i really was impressed at how close to the real story they kept it so my biggest thing i want to say is bravo bravo to the filmmakers this movie is very well done and hollywood should be making more of these types of movies and this is how they should be doing it instead of changing the truth of stuff Yes there was one issue that I had with it, just one, and it was a modernized take on, you know, the 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 story that happened, it was very much a 2022
0: perspective versus a 1950 perspective. That's what I was worried about, but now one you thing. made me want to see it more. Yeah. yeah,
1: just one thing though, and that and that was the one thing that bothered me because it's like they that just didn't apply well it maybe it did but it was so as you like to put it gratuitously 2022 and not 1950 but beyond that and by the way there's nothing wrong with what they said or how it was done it's just clearly it was out of out of the context of the 1950 era is what bothered me about it um, okay. but other than that I I, th- I mean Highly recommend it. And even if you don't see it in the theater, I, I really would really ask that you watch this movie because I think it's a must-see for everybody. I really do. I think the message is awesome. great and the story is incredible.
0: So go see it. That's really cool. I, awesome. I just want to mention, I read a cool article about the main character, Jesse Brown. Yeah. Uh, on, I don't remember where I read it, just recently. And I don't, I, I, don't, I can't summarize the article, but just, just letting you know, the guy in real life was a total superhero. Yeah. He yeah, was he really an amazing was. person. He really like, was. It's it's like is this is this all true? It's yeah. like you can't believe how how much this guy overcame in his life. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was it was really inspiring. That that article made me want to see the movie, and now I want to see it in more. So, yeah. interestingly enough, you're, you're right about that. They they
1: showed, of course. You know, keep in mind this is a snippet too. You know, the movie is mm-hmm. is just over two hours long you can't tell the story fully in in real time because it's just so much more than what the two hours can handle. And so they do talk about, he he shares some of the stuff he had to overcome and it didn't even scratch the surface on what you read and some of the stuff I read. It's like there was probably three or four times the amount of stuff that he had to endure and that, you know, the call it abuse, right. physical, emotional, mental abuse. Yeah that he had that he endured
0: and and, overcame um,
1: and he overcame it and and he overcame it in an incredible way. And they really showed that in the movie too, about how his, his response was, I don't know how he did it. It was amazing. Um, the, the friend of his, the other main character, uh, was also a superhero in, in ways too. Um, especially at that time, especially
0: in 1952. And so it's just, it's really, it's totally worth it, man. Um, and I yeah. want to say also, anybody who's interested in, the, in reading about the Korean War, if you've read a lot about World War II, like I have, and and the Civil War, and World War One, and Vietnam, I've read I've read tons of books about all those things. Yeah. But Korea, the Korean War was actually a really interesting conflict, yeah. with a lot of interesting characters, like the prima donna MacArthur, and and uh, and just the way the way the 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 Front lines shifted, you get a little bit bit of that watching like mash you kind of get a kind of a, yeah. a a basic impression of it, but just reading about how that that conflict played out is is fascinating, and it was really impactful to the people involved in it, which yeah. is what why it's so weird that it is such a i mean relatively forgotten part of twentieth century history it's kind of strange because it's yeah, a fascinating it's a fascinating thing to read about, so it is.
1: Yeah, I'll say uh, one more thing, too, is that, you know, watch the movie first if you don't already know the story and then go and read more about the story, too, because I think it's great to watch the movie, but then it's great to dig deeper and find out more about it. And, you know, like there's a there is a scene towards the end of the movie and, and you'll know what I'm talking about, but it was very condensed in the movie. And so it felt it felt rushed to me. And so when I read about how long it actually took in real life, I was like, okay, that makes more sense. You know, it was a 45 minute period, not a one and a half minute period that they showed in the movie, for example, and, and on and on. Like there were, it was more, but it's, it's a great way to kind of dig into the story. But it's one of those that I'm, I'm so almost um, surprised how engrossed I am with the story that I just want to keep reading more and more about it. Uh, That, you know, what's, what's funny is we talk about this with movies. There's movies used to impact me on that level. I used to get to the point where I was like, I have to go read more about this. I have to dig deeper into this It's because it was so impactful. And lately yeah. I just haven't had that, but this movie did <laughs> that for me.
0: So, and especially <laughs> as a awesome. history
1: buff, you might really enjoy that too, but we'll see. Oh, no, I, I, I know, I know.
0: I can't wait to see it. I would see it this weekend, but I'm doing other stuff. So yeah, I understand.
1: Well, another <laughs> movie that is true, a true story, uh, another history movie as well was the Weird Al Yankovic movie called Weird, the Al Yankovic Story. I started watching it. We haven't finished it yet, but you finished it. So what did you think about that that great true
0: story? Dude, it was a very fun movie that I had thought would be a rough approximation of Al Yankovic's life. But guess what? It's a parody. Of course. Of course. Yeah, no, I know, I know it is not. That's not that's <laughs> not a that's not a uh, spoiler at all. It's the not. movie is a parody of his life, and it is yeah. and it is funny in that regard. So yeah, it's and I, I learned a few things. Uh, one of them is that Danny Radcliffe, who plays Al, yeah. did a really good job. But oh, he's so a very good. he's a very short man. Oh yeah, I didn't realize. I I did he's, know that he's much. not very tall. Yeah, yeah. You, know you know what can I tell learned? in
1: some of the scenes. What I learned about uh, Danny, we're gonna call him Danny. Danny Radcliffe. Okay. Um Yeah. So. Clearly, by the way, if you know Weird Al's music, you you know that that is clearly the actual Weird Al singing in all of the songs. So it's it's not it's not Danny, uh, little Danny. I like that little Danny <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, So it's not him. But what was really cool is that he learned how to play the accordion. So he took actual lessons wow. and then a year leading up to the actual film took lessons from Weird Al himself to learn how oh, to play the nice. accordion like Weird Al plays and stuff. So that was really That's neat. Sweet. That was just a, a neat little fun fact and all that. But um the parody's kind of interesting because, you know, it's kind of the whole what did they say? It was um, you know, the the typical rock band that, you know, gets into all the drugs and the the alcohol and the women and you know all that good stuff. And they just they get all messed up, you know. They were parodying that. But a little bit. It's funny because I as I was thinking I'm like, okay, I, rem- I remember Weird Al's first album. Um, I remember most of the stuff I grew up listening to him, you know, but yep, what's fascinating too. to me is how straight laced weird Al was and has been <laughs> and how really he he's had a non, um, uh, well, well, well basically just, just a, a non juicy life. If you want to call it that, you know, he, he just, he w- wasn't into all that. He was a very calm and respectful and kind of above board musician, which is so rare these days. Yeah. And I was like it's kind of funny watching this movie because then you're thinking like he really actually is a pretty cool guy in real life and oh yeah
0: and he, a, and, he hit, a neat guy. and he does have his he has his own cameo in the film and he does a great job oh, yeah. so oh, yeah it's it's a pretty funny movie I, I recommend yeah. it it's not terribly long it's like less than two hours long so it's a
1: another um, worth watching movie, yeah in totally. my opinion so totally oh and Roku produced it so Roku's making That's movies so now weird yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm blown <laughs> away by that. But well, we are going to be talking about other stuff coming up here. You know, we've we've got more. I'm I'm trying to finish up the Expanse. Uh, I am, I think, 35 minutes away from finishing Andor. Uh, oh, I've good. been watching the show Blockbuster, which is on Netflix, about the the last blockbuster you know in existence. Uh, there's some, there's some, I want to talk about those. Let's, let's jump on those next week though, because once I finish Expanse and then Andor, then we can chat if we have any other thoughts on those. We talked a lot about Andor, so I don't know if we'll talk much more about it, but great show as always. Um, and then I I will mention this briefly is the Santa Clauses. So captain, you remember Uh, the the Santa Claus movie from 1994, Tim Allen? Yeah. Tim Allen. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. And then of course I did two and three. So a show is currently airing right now. It's called the Santa Clauses. I think there's only six episodes. There might be more. But it's current, you know, current day, Tim Allen, uh, Scott <laughs> Calvin. That is Santa Claus wants to retire. Like he's like, Hey, I'm done. I'm, I'm getting old. I'm ready to move on. He's not old though. He's only in his sixties, dude. Come on, man. He's Whatever. not, he's not
0: old. That's the new 40.
1: Yeah. I know. It's like, he's just, he's a, he's having a midlife crisis is what it's going on. That's the problem. But anyway, he wants to retire and yada, yada. So I've not watched it. It's on my list and I'm excited now that it's December and we're going to see where there goes and where, where there goes. We'll say, that go, I up, up, up. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what You know what
0: uh, What we need to do right now Deep uh... thoughts with Captain Influence When I think of eggnog I think of big mistakes from my past You should never ever go on an eggnog diet
1: I don't like that advice,
0: Captain I'm still recovering from That event
1: I'm going to drink nothing but eggnog, period. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. Your funeral. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week. We've got so much more to share, but have a glorious week. Real Brian Show is signing off.
0: The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.